Dining at Disney Podcast. The Dining at Disney Podcast. Your ultimate source for the wonderful world of dining at the Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resort. You'll discover all the best restaurants and food as you hungrily explore the Disney parks. Let's do this thing! The Dining at Disney Podcast. And now your hosts, Kristen and Bubba. Hey guys, welcome to the Dining at Disney podcast. I'm Kristen and today with me is not Bubba. I have a special guest with me and it is Kat Arcori, who is one of our um, contributors. I was trying to think of the right word. But I have to say, correspondent, whatever you like. <laughs> I have to say, it's so funny. Every time I hear the intro, I always want to say, let's do this thing, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't know why. It's one of my favorite lines yeah. from Ratatouille. <laughs> Well, those of you joining us for the first time, welcome. Make sure you like, subscribe, click the notification bell. That way you'll know whenever we post new content. And today we have a really cool discussion. Um, If you listen to our happy hour show, you may have heard Kat mention how she's gluten-free. Hers is medical. It's not a dietary choice. She's one of those unfortunate people who ends up having extremely severe reactions to it. So it's uh, along the lines of where if I eat raw cherries, um, I end up needing to use an EpiPen. So... um, for you, it's it's quite a serious thing. So you always have to eat gluten free. It's not like oh, but I really want this today. So yeah. let's start off telling everybody a little bit about maybe how you go about doing your. Say you're making reservations, you're making some ADRs. How you go about planning and looking into? I mean, I know you know where to go because you've had this for a long time and you're a Disney pro. So <laughs> considering you're on both coasts. So, um, I guess just giving everybody a little bit of tips on the easiest way to go about doing some dining reservations when it comes to gluten-free. So I, I was telling Kristen this before we started that I have a trip coming up in November. So I was planning my advanced dining reservations today. I was going through menus, which is something I like to do all the time. Like even if I'm just going to somewhere in the neighborhood here in LA, I always look at the menu beforehand. That's like my thing. I'm always like, okay, I got a plan. What can I have? What looks good? So I don't panic order got to do the thing right see i don't have to worry about doing the research for those reasons because my food allergies are minimal surprisingly compared to how many things like environmental i'm allergic to oh my gosh (laughs) i used to tell people i'm allergic to the planet but um i still always look at menus i like to kind of have an idea of what i may want to eat yeah yeah, just, like, so you know and you can, like, feel it out. Like, okay, am I in the mood for this or this or that? But when I'm doing my ADRs for Disney, I like to look at the menus just to make sure that, A, they have something I could eat. Or if I'm looking for something specific, like, I eat a lot of Asian food generally because it's easier for me. So if I'm going somewhere that serves sushi or do they serve sushi that only comes with crunchies on top or whatever because I can't have that. So... This morning when I was making reservations, I was looking on both the Disney website, of course, the Walt Disney World website, where you actually make the reservations. But then also, I like to use um, allears.net. They have, uh, they list their changes. They list who has um, allergy menus. Sometimes they actually have the allergy menus and what they can offer me, which is really great. Um, yeah, it. I try to stay away from things like Italian um, most of the time, but right now, because so many things are closed, I feel like the options are a little less. Oh, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So I made a couple reservations this morning. Um, you know, you know, we love Wolfgang Puck. Gotta go there. Gotta have that. Oh, it is amazing. Yeah, exactly. The bartenders there are spot on. If you just tell them what it is you like, I mean, they, they really know, they know their drinks and will make you something fantastic. Or if you tell them, Hey, I like this drink, but it's too sweet or it's too sour or whatever. They'll adjust it and make it perfect. I love love going to that place. The best. The best. So yeah, 
you know, I um, was disappointed because uh, we tried Toledo the last time that I was in Orlando. I think it was a March, maybe? No, last November. Yeah. And it was amazing, and I guess they're closed right now. Oh. But, um, yeah, it's easier now because almost everywhere has an allergy menu or can make stuff that doesn't contain wheat, which is great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I uh because I've been updating all of the restaurant listings on Dining at Disney, and that's one of the things that I've been doing is when I link the menu, um, and I link it directly to Disney because that's going to be, like, the most accurate, you know, because yeah, it's, yeah. And they usually yeah. change the, as things change seasonally, they change that or it's noted on yeah. there and, you know, that kind of stuff. So I always put that. Plus, in parentheses next to it, if it lists the allergy-friendly menu below it, I made sure that, like, that's noted. So if somebody clicks on that and they have allergies, they can scroll to the bottom and see where yeah. they can make, what those substitutions are that they can do for that particular allergy but I do like how many different things Disney tries to to manage oh, yeah. for people because of so many tourists coming and so just the massive number of people that they deal with, you know, typically on a, in one day is more than, you know, some restaurants have in, in a year. Know. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's it's cool how they do that. It's nice now because when you book on the Disney website it actually asks if you have any special needs and the list used to be like, are you allergic to peanuts? Are you allergic to dairy? And now it's like, there's like 19 things that you can list that you're allergic to. So they keep updating it as like more things become prevalent. Are you allergic to tree nuts, peanuts, walnuts, you know, like whatever you might have going on. Yeah. There's probably a click box for it now, which is great. The other cool thing is on on their website, there's actually like a special dietary request section too that addresses a lot of, you know, allergies and stuff like that. And it kind of tells you um, how they go about helping people with those. But there's also um, an email. I don't know if you've used it before, but the special diets mm -hmm. email where you can contact them Um and you can't do it any more than 14 days prior to your arrival to that restaurant. But you can contact them, especially I think it's really good in a, in a situation like if you're going with your family and you're going to be dining Italian, that you contact them ahead of time because everything, so many things come in contact with pasta and wheat. Yep. And that way you can make sure that they know you know, I, I need to make sure that nothing has come in contact with my food. I'm highly allergic. And that way they can, I mean, and I've, Alton and I've done this before um, because he was trying to lose some weight at one point. And so he was doing the, the South Beach diet. And when he did that, we ended up needing to contact the restaurants because we were on the dining plan. And the worst thing is, is you can't, at that time, you couldn't, you weren't allowed to substitute something for your dessert. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many places that you can't do the dessert. It's like, oh, you know, it's just not, not a convenient thing. And so that makes it easier when you're like, I can't have this. You know, what can you, what can you do in place of this? You know, exactly, exactly. It gives them some time to, to prepare for that too. And I know that every time we, had contacted a restaurant about a fruit allergy, either the manager or the chef would come out to discuss your allergy and make sure that they understood exactly what it was, what you could have or what you, you know, that kind of thing, what you can't. They always ask now, do you want to speak with the chef? Would you, you know, whatever. And if you say yes, he'll come out. And if you say no, usually the uh, waiter or the hostess or whoever takes care of it, which is nice. Do you usually speak to like either the manager or the chef or? It's depends on where we go like at Wolfgang I don't need to because I know what I can have there but like when we went to um we did Takumi Tei at Epcot yeah the, the Japanese restaurant the new one yeah and I wanted to make sure that I could have the sushi there because I was I'm a big sushi person so we spoke to the chef there and he was wonderful 
That's um, awesome. And the manager came out too. They were really, really great to talk to us about what we could have, what we couldn't have, substitutions, that kind of stuff. It was great. At some point, you're going to have to come back on the show and talk about that place because that is one of the very few places that I have not been yet. I and... was determined. I was determined. Omakase is like my favorite thing in the whole world. So I, as soon as I heard they were doing that, I was like, we have to go. We have to go. We didn't end up doing the omakase. Yeah. But the sushi there was, it was so good. Oh, so good. I haven't done that before. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know that there's a place in Nashville that does that. I go, um, a friend of mine is a sushi chef and she'll just like make us single bites, like one bite of this, one bite of that one, bite of this. Uh, and sometimes we go to like special evenings where like the chef will there's no menu. He just like serves you. Yeah. Whatever it is, you eat it or you don't eat it, but it's always delicious. Always. There's a couple places that do that around, around Nashville. Um, I had done that once we went to one and it's like, it's got like a secret dining room for this place. So you come in and you tell them you have a reservation for this particular room. And I think there's only like four or five tables and a bar in there and that's it. And everything is I mean, it's not like you can decide ahead of time what you're going to have or, or research it because it's kind of like the chef decides like that day, this yeah. is what he's going to do kind of thing. And it's it's Whatever fun. Seasonal. It's super cool to do, especially if you're an adventurous eater. Exactly. Exactly. And that's one of the things that I'm, I don't really worry because it usually it's just rice and fish. And that's all like, that's perfect. Great. Rice and fish. I can have both those things. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, you can't, I don't think you can really do, go wrong with sushi unless you don't like, unless you don't like fish. Exactly. See, I love, I, I love me some, some sushi. Oh, I love fish. Flying fish is one of my favorite places to eat. It's always good. good. Best fish. Oh yeah. Yeah, I made reservations for the boathouse. I've not eaten there yet and I've been wanting to try it. I've heard good things. The food. see how it goes. The food is very good. Yeah. Hopefully they don't seat you in the dining room that has the small bar in it. It's like the third room as it is extremely, extremely loud. Uh, I used my the decimal meter reader on my phone and it had hit um, like 90. And I'm like, oh, God, like, why does it sound like a concert in here? Like Al John and I were sitting right across from each other. You could hardly we could hardly talk because. Oh, it no. was so loud in the room. So we had to decide Thank whenever we go after we next time we go back and we've been in that room multiple times. And it's always that's always where we get sat. One time we have and we're like, we're not going to do that anymore. Next time we're going to make sure we be like, we can't sit in this room. It's too loud. Too loud. We'll go and sit outside if you need us to, you know, Perfect. but it's a beautiful restaurant. The food's really good. Uh, if you like raw seafood like in the shell stuff oh it's amazing really oh yeah so excited i got some because i was like it is super fresh i think i can be okay like i'm just gonna i'm gonna only get a couple that's it (laughs) just because i don't want to get i don't want to get sick while i'm on vacation i've done that before i've gotten food poisoning before that is not not fun yeah 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 I got, we got food poisoning from Morimoto's. Ooh, that's not good. It was not, it was not good. They were, first of all, they were real rude, but then also we got food poisoning and I was like, never, I'm good. We're good. I'm good. That's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. That can, that can ruin your trip. Thankfully it was like the last second to last night, but I was like, I was so excited because I love Chef Morimoto, like Iron Chef America and Iron Chef the Mm -hmm. original one and love it. So excited to eat at one of his restaurants. So disappointing. Have you tried? Hopefully they've gotten better. Speaking of chefs, have you tried Homecoming? I haven't. Um, their menu is a little frightening to me because it's a lot of biscuits and chicken, and it's a little scary for me. Yeah. But everyone says it's so good. It is. I kind of just even want to go to have like a drink there because everyone says the drinks are really good. One of the moon the moonshine drinks that they have are amazing. Yeah. They are so good. Alton liked them so much, we ended up buying one of the refillable um, moonshine, like, tumblers that they have. Oh, that's cool. 
Oh, yeah. (laughs) But the moonshine cocktails are, they're spot on. They're really good. Cool. Um, I'm trying to think. The one thing you may be able to have, because I think most of the things on it, they've got, um, oh, what's the, it's trying to think of the name of the plate. It's, um, it's an appetizer and it's got pieces of different kinds of meats pickles it's kind of like a, a southern like a charcuterie mm-hmm, but like a southern version of it um, oh they've got like a fish dip which is really good it tastes similar to like a like a chicken like a chicken salad kind of thing you you could easily tell somebody that it wasn't fish that it was chicken and they would think it was chicken it's not fishy at all uh it's oh. got they've got like a pimento cheese but that, if you told them to just leave the crackers off, I think everything yeah. else on there, I believe, is gluten-free. Okay. But that's something, well, look, take a look at their that. menu and look at that. It's it's good. Yeah. But yeah, their their food is, um, is amazing. And it's funny because I wasn't so sure I was going to like the place to begin with because I'm not really, right. a, even though I live in the South, I'm not a Southern food eater. You know, I'm not sure. into eating all the fried foods and that kind of stuff, which, not my but I was like, I'll try it. But everything I've had there is always really, really good. So it's definitely worth, worth trying. Okay, cool. Um, let's see. Quick service places. What are your favorite quick service places? Let's see. Quick service. My go-to at Magic Kingdom is usually Com- Cosmic Rays. I like Cosmic Rays. They have a good Greek salad there that's really delightful. And then I'm a sucker for French fries. I love French <laughs> fries. So um, that's usually pretty good. Um, Animal Kingdom, I like the Harambe Marketplace. They have like a chicken bowl that's really good with like cilantro mm-hmm. rice. I like that. And then I love shave ice. They have really good shave ice there. One thing I wish um, I wish that they had not done is when that market first opened, you know, each of those different places had a different menu and mm-hmm. then they changed it to where they all have the same menu. And I'm like, no, yeah. I like the fact that it kind of had that almost like a food court, you know? So if a family, yeah. everybody didn't want the same thing, you had four different or f- four or five different places that you could choose from to get yeah. different menu items instead of them all being the same. And I was like, hmm. yeah. Disney, why'd so you do it? Lines, probably. Every time I went over there, only one stand had like a really long line, and the rest of them oh, were yeah. nothing. But I like that place. Um, I am a snacker. I do a lot of um, like grab it and walk around, which I guess is not something I can really do anymore. But oh, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I love Sunshine Seasons at Epcot. They have a good selection. Yeah, they do. Um, and breakfast is usually pretty easy because, like, you know, eggs, unless you do something weird to them, like the IHOP, where they put pancake batter in their eggs. What? FYI, for anyone who was wondering. Oh, yeah. At IHOP, I they don't... put pancake batter in their eggs unless you ask them not to because it makes them fluffier, supposedly. Found okay. I've never egg. had eggs there, so that's <laughs> interesting. Found oh that gosh. out the hard way. Uh, it was not fun. Um, but yeah, it's pretty easy. Um, I, we tend to stick to routine is how I'm going to put it. Yeah. Because more likely it's, we're real high maintenance and we know where we like to be. <laughs> so we usually end up doing the same things unless it's like festival season for food and wine or flower and garden. And then, you know, you want to try one of everything. Oh yeah. The best. Um, but I'm a huge fan of like sitting at the Brown Derby lounge in the middle of the day and like having a Cobb salad or sitting at the Nomad lounge and having a charcuterie board. Really, I'll sit anywhere and eat a charcuterie board. Let's be honest. Uh, that, that sounds like Al, John and I, we're always, we, we're the, like, it's the middle of the day and it's hot and lines are long in places and I don't, I don't wait. I'm just like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to wait. This will be here yeah. next time, which, you know, you say that and, and now I'm like, okay, so uh, Splash Mountain will not be there next time for me to yeah. ride. Sad face. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but 
I, you know, because of that, we just typically, we find places, like you said, like Nomad Lounge is one of our favorites so to just good. sit, have a, have a drink or two, have a snack and, you know, get out of the sun and out of the crowds for a little bit. And there you're, the way it's set up, it's just so relaxing and off the beaten path there that it makes it the perfect place to just chill out for a little bit i've even when i've been there by myself because i've gone down for some you know media event or whatever my last Mm -hmm. you know normally my last day i'm like okay i'm gonna go over to the animal kingdom before you know i go and catch my flight home and i always always stop and have like a drink or a snack at no men lounge just sit there by myself just watch the people walk across the bridge and watching oh yeah can i can i can i name drop a little bit I'm sure are you ready yeah um i actually had an opportunity recently um speak with joe rowdy nice at length and now that i've talked to him um a couple of times about work and about creativity and about the process now whenever i go there i just look around and i'm like i thought i got it but now that i've heard him talk about it i it's like you look at things in a whole new level of like, oh my God, this teeny tiny little dumb thing actually represents this huge other thing. It's it's crazy the layers of stuff there that you can just like go in and like look around for hours. And every time you go in, you still find something new to look at. It's the best. Oh yeah. He's really good about incorporating Amazing. those little Amazing. things. And I've seen plenty of interviews and stuff with him. But I would love to just like sit down with him and have a meal and just just hear his stories about. Oh, my God. He tells the greatest stories going to these places and the research that he does, you know, to make sure they're as authentic as they can be without being you going to that place. So he's doing like a series. I think it's on the Disney Parks blog where he and his sons were like storytelling and they shot some like small videos about how he is incorporating little tiny details from all over the park and like where they were inspired from and where the, they came from and how he found out about it how he wanted to do this and this and this it's actually really interesting i think it's on the parks blog if it's not on the parks blog it's on his youtube page but it's so it's so interesting just to hear him talk about his process because like that's you know that's what i do themed entertainment is like huge that's one of the biggest parts of my job right now and for the past couple of years um just like learning to create an environment especially one where you're about to like it like share food which i feel like is the one of the staples of like maintaining relationships sharing food with the people that you love yes and doing it in a setting that like is a so well thought out but also like encourages you to have a conversation about what you're looking at while you share food or drink or whatever. It's so inspiring. It's so awesome. I just, I'm in awe of it every time I go there. Yeah. I feel the same way about, about food. And it's funny because I mean, like we talked about on the happy hour show that everybody that was there, I met in a place with food and drink. Yep. And that's, was where it started you know it just happened to be it was you know at a disney park or hotel or you know whatever but it all has to do starting with the the food and drink connection and i'm somebody who can sit there at a restaurant for three hours and think nothing of it and it's funny because my mother is very different than that her family you know you you grow up you you know my grandmother made dinner for the family they ate when you're done she would immediately clean up the kitchen so my mom's very much that same way like once you're done eating then you start putting the dishes up and cleaning and I'm the person who's just like everyone needs to just sit and and talk you know just yeah and enjoy time like we cannot clean up afterwards you know exactly but it's funny she's very much that way whereas I can sit and chit chat and you know she's I've got to go to do the next thing and I guess it's just her upbringing and it kind of like staying that way you know throughout her life of this is just how things are and I somehow managed to 
I don't know, maybe because my, my dad always encouraged me to try different foods and things like that. Cause he traveled for work. Um, he worked for Birdstone. So he would always travel to South America and of course they eat very differently. You know, you mm-hmm. much more adventurous, but on top of that, it is, it is about social with the food. It's not just about mm-hmm. eating because you like to eat. It tastes good and you have to eat to survive. It's yeah. more about the social aspect and food just happens to be part of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's super, it's super Italian. Like, you know, somebody comes over immediately, get out a coffee cake and a pot of coffee, and <laughs> fruit and cheese and nuts, whatever else you have lying around. And you just sit there and like snack, graze, chat. Oh, yeah. Get the gossip, you know. Because I enjoy. Are you, are you like me? Are you like me where you like go? On my worst place to do this at is Carthay Circle. Like if it's a hot day here in L.A. and we're at Disneyland at Carthay Circle, I could sit there for three hours. And they're like, get out. Other people want to come in. Get out of here. And I'm like, but I could have one more app for all sprints, though. So, like, right. My place, too, that I, and it's it's funny, and I don't know how it started the first time, but it's always with Bubba and Taylor. And it is um, the Italian restaurant that's there. And we always go, I think it's called Alfresco upstairs yes upstairs and we will sit up there in three hours four hours will go by and we're just kind of like snacking and drinking and we're like we should probably go and then somebody will be like oh no 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 let's let's just get one more drink (laughs) one more one more can't hurt and it's funny but yeah it's it's easy to do that especially when you're at disney because it's you're in a cool place to to sit back and relax. You know, you don't have that that same feeling you do when you're in an Applebee's, TGI Fridays, oh, yeah, no. you know, one of those places where it's like, come on, you got to go. You got to turn those tables, you know. Change over the table. Got to go. Sorry. Leave your chicken fingers, please. Get out. Right? It's one of those things that I, I also love when it comes to traveling to Europe because they don't, they don't work. Their, ta- their tipping is not like, our tipping is. Whereas yeah. here, you know, you we can get away with pay, paying two thirteen an hour to servers, and that really the only money they're getting is whatever people tip them. And then, of course, you've got tip share. You, you know, it just it, it's crazy how sometimes you can end up, you know, if you have a table that just doesn't want to tip because that's just how they are. You end up, you then end up paying to have waited on them and that to me is like the worst thing but because they don't work on that system there's no rush and so everybody just kind of hangs out you know I think the longest I ever sat somewhere was it was either like four or five hours and it was in uh the Hofbrau house in Munich (laughs) yeah and we had we had people from Italy that sat there we twice had Americans next to us and I'm like Oh, okay. I can talk I to an American. You, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> we had people from France, other Germans. Like, it was just, it was cool. We just started talking to, like, the random, you know, people next to us. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Luckily, you know, the, you know, the subway system was still running because it was getting pretty yeah. late by the time we left. We're like, there's nobody, you know, like, because all the stores were closed. So it was just like restaurants open and it's, it's a different, it's cool, but different. Let's see. What else do we not talk about gluten-free? You want to talk about dessert? Cause I could talk about. Oh yeah. Let's talk about dessert. Okay. So unpopular opinion. I love citrus swirl more than Dole Whip. I love it. It's my favorite thing. I always get one every time. So are you an orange? Uh, is it the fact that you like orange better than pineapple? I don't know what it is. I think it's like a texture thing, too, where, like, the orange one is just creamier, in my opinion. Yeah, it course. is. Um, and I I like the lime one, too. And here we have, I don't know if they have it there anymore, but here we have lemon as well, which is really good. I think I would but, like the lemon. 
Oh, it's really good. It's that's at DCA at the Abominables. Yeah. Cone, whatever. It's so good. Um, oh gosh, what is that called now? Because they changed the name of it. Because it's all Pixar now. Pixar Pier. Yeah. What did they? But isn't it a different name for that? Um, for the place that you're talking about, doesn't it have a different name instead of Abominable. No, because they opened that one with Pixar Pier. Oh, did they? What was it before? Um, it was just like a regular ice cream place. Maybe it was just called Boardwalk something. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm getting confused. Because yeah, Ab- Abominable, he's from Monsters, Inc. Oh, if that's wrong, don't at me. But I think he's from Monsters, Inc. And he, it's so good because like they serve it with like a frozen blue raspberry thing. I don't eat things that are blue, but it looks so good. See, I would eat that. I like anything raspberry. Yeah. Ugh. I don't eat things that are blue because it reminds me of Windex. I'm very weird. But I, I, the lemon soft serve is really good and it's dairy free. So it's really good. Um, But I love like, I love Dole Whip. Uh, All the different flavors they have now because it's all dairy free. And if you Mm -hmm. get it in a cup, you don't have to worry about anything. It's so good. I prefer all the like crazy things. See, I love the Dole Whip floats. Oh, yeah. It's so good. But I don't, I don't like the pineapple soft serve with the pineapple juice. It's like too much pineapple, like too pineapple. sweet for me. But I yeah. do like, even though I don't, I'm not really somebody who likes vanilla ice cream. It's too blah for me. Yeah. But that with the, with the um, pineapple juice is really good. Sounds good. It's hot <laughs> here. I want that right now. I know. I'm like, oh, this is making me want to eat some ice cream. Serious. Um, I was looking at stuff to do my ADRs this morning and last night, of course. But I was I ha- want to try this one that I guess it's new. It's new to me. I don't know if it's new to everyone. I might just like be jumping on the bandwagon here. But it's like citrus swirl and like Fanta with like Pop Rocks or something on it. It looks so <laughs> cute. I was like, yes, I want that. That's the one that I want for sure. I love it's, it. I it's- know. It's funny to think that Pop Rocks are still around, you know? I know. They're so weird. <laughs> They're so weird. Whatever. I loved them when kids I was a kid, though. Things. Exactly. Kids, kids, anything that has like a sound effect, kids like. So I get it. It's fine. It amazes me. Speaking of things kids like, are those disgusting? The, the bean boozled from Jelly Belly? Where they have the jelly beans that you could get the good flavor or you could get, you know, and it tastes like soured milk or grass. They smell. Harry Potter too? They they have a Harry Potter version, yeah. Yeah. I prefer the Disney version that is not a bean boozled um, (laughs) of of the jelly beans. But those things, they stink. They are so disgusting. Really? We had them at work and we did this thing with the, with the kids once where they had to spin it and they had to eat whatever it was that they got. Yeah. The place smelled. We had one kid, he kept trying like all, he was, didn't care. He just thought they were all good. Even the bad, disgusting flavors. The other kids were like, I'm going to get sick. Please let me spit it out. You know, and you're like, okay, yes, yeah. please, please go. Please go. 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 I was like, oh, I will so not. Awful. The only two I, I was like, if I knew for a fact one was going to either, you know, was going to end up being. The grass flavor or the toothpaste one. Because I'm like, toothpaste, it's got to taste like mint. Those are the only two I think I could taste and not get sick. The other ones are so disgusting that, no. I've tasted spoiled milk. Oh, no. When I was a kid, opened up the car and took a taste. That's the worst. No, no, I'm okay. (laughs) <laughs> All right, I, don't need, I don't need to try any of those things. I'm okay. <laughs> I'll eat jellyfish, but I won't eat vomit-flavored jelly beads. No. So, <laughs> not happening. You have to wonder who came up with that idea. The vomit ones were supposed to be pizza. I know that for a fact. They were trying to make a pizza-flavored jelly bean, and it came out so bad that they turned it into vomit. <sighs> yeah, that, so one's, it, that one, it has a really stinky, spicy smell. Ugh, yuck. Yuck. Yeah, that one, I no. I recognize that smell when I smell. I'm like, ooh, I know which jelly belly you're about to eat. <laughs> no, hard pass. Hard pass. So what are your other favorite snacks to have? 
Um, I said this on the um, Happy Hour podcast, but I love a big pickle. Disneyland pickles are my favorite thing, and I'll get two and take one home. That's <laughs> who I am, and I'm fine with it. Um, I also really like a Bengal barbecue by Indiana Jones. Yeah. They have a skewer that's like asparagus and bacon, and those are delicious with like a little lemon on top. Ooh. So good. Just for like something quick that's like a veggie and also a protein. Yeah. So I don't feel like horribly bad about it afterwards. Um, are there any places that like if if you're gluten free, you, you have to stay away from this place because there's pretty much nothing. You know what? They're not. They don't do gluten free yet, which I'm really I'm sure it's going to happen soon. But corn dogs. Oh, yeah. No corn dogs are gluten free yet. I'm assuming that at some point they will be. But right now, the no nowhere has a gluten free corn dog. And the only reason why I know that is because my best friend loves corn dogs. Like every time we go to Disneyland, it's corn dogs. Got to have a corn dog. Got to get a chimichanga to take home for later. Oh, like, that's two funny. things I cannot eat: chimichangas and corn dogs. They don't make an option for either of those. Um, and then also, I feel like that's the worst thing that there's no corn dogs because they'll do a hot dog without a bun. They'll do a burger on a gluten-free bun basically anywhere you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's the one thing that they don't have a solution for yet. Hmm. I wonder if they just can't find the right consistency to, like, stay around the, you know, the cheese, sausage, or hot dog dog. in order to... There's, like, a a cross-contamination thing also. Like, they don't have enough fryers. Oh, yeah. Just a gluten-free, because it's cross-contamination no matter what. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, I feel like that's the only thing that I haven't been able to, because I can get a gluten-free waffle. I can get, they are doing gluten-free uh, fried chicken at the Carnation Cafe now. You can get fried chicken that's gluten-free. Um, what do they use for the breading? Do you know? I don't. It might be like rice flour. Yeah. Or I don't eat a lot of chicken, but I know it's an option. Um, that and like Red Bull. Can't have a bread bowl. <laughs> That's true. So, but no. see, this is my thing when it comes to um, going to. I almost called it Liberty Square. <laughs> That's funny. Um, New Orleans, New Orleans Square. Yeah, is those bread bowls are so big, and the amount of soup or gumbo, whichever you get, is like little itty bitty like maybe six ounces and i hate that i'm like i don't want all the bread i want all the soup i'm not ordering this because i want the bowl do they have an option where you can get it without without the bowl you know i don't know the answer to that question because neither one of those soups are gluten-free oh really yeah the corn has a roux base and so does the beef stew um I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just keep seeing things of like people getting mac and cheese in a bread bowl and, yeah, you know, carbs inside of carbs inside of carbs, which Ugh. I can't eat. But I, I, it's not a good option, especially, I just don't get it. I feel like I'd want to take a nap after that. Oh, yeah. Like, Aljon and I got one. Just in circles. Because I want, I really wanted the gumbo. Yeah. And we couldn't even finish the bread bowl. I mean, it's just a huge just to, like, chunk of bread. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't get the eating a whole whole loaf of bread. I mean, could I do it? Probably. Would I want to? No. I don't. No. Yeah. It's good. I like I like sourdough bread, but I don't want that much bread with my soup. No. I don't want bread with a side of soup. I want soup with a side of bread. With a side of bread. Exactly. You put it in a bowl and they give you a slice. Like they do a Panera. Yeah, exactly. The hunk of the French loaf or whatever and move on with your life. Yeah, that's that's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, you know. Beer. There's so many places. Oh, I don't drink beer. Where do they have gluten-free beer? Do you know? I don't really drink beer, so I'm not really sure. I know they have one at Ballast Point. Yes. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really drink beer. I am, um, the closer my beverages taste to juice, the happier I am. <laughs> so I drink a lot of Aperol spritzes, 
I drink a lot of um, French 75s, and I stay in my comfort zone. So if you like them sweet, and I'm not really a sweet wine drinker, but occasionally I'll drink a sweet wine. At Aldi, which we were talking about Aldi Aldi. last time. They have right now, there's just two different, it's part of the the Burlwood, they're like, I guess their brand of wine that they carry. But it is, one of them is a pineapple and the other one is a watermelon. My mother was telling me about Oh, they're so good. $4.50. Shut up. $4.50 for a bottle. I gotta go check it out because she was saying the watermelon one was really good. Yes. Okay, I gotta try it. Maybe for maybe I'll treat myself for Labor Day this weekend. <laughs> and it may be it may be cheaper out there. Tennessee has one of the highest taxes when it comes to to alcohol. We're at like ten percent or something out here. It's crazy. So ours is fifteen and a half. Jeez. Oh yeah. Which it's <laughs> the one nice thing is most restaurants have the tax figured in, so your yeah. whatever you're drinking isn't taxed. But there's one place here; it's a it's a chain, um, Cheddar's, and they don't have the price on the menu with the tax. So you find that out the hard way when you get your check, and then you see this fifteen and a half. You're like. Wait a second, what is, our tax isn't that high here. And you look and you're like, they oh. don't factor in alcohol tax on the menu. I'm like, wow. oh, I hate that. No, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, so a drink that was $6, you're like, oh, so it was really like $8. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh, nice. And that's not one of those surprises I want to I want to partake in. Like, no. Surprise party? Sure. Surprise extra charge on my glass of Chardonnay? No, thank you. I'm okay. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how much taxes are here. I, I just remember that from when I when I waited tables and the guy was telling us who was uh, the rep from Lipman and he was like, Tennessee has the highest, at least at that time, had the highest alcohol tax of any place. He was like, you get taxed by the bottle, by the glass, and then there's like a, a third tax. I was like, that's insane. He's like, so no matter where you go in Tennessee, it's always going to be more expensive than if you go and you drink in another state. That's so weird. Yeah. Huh. Well, we still have dry counties here. Yeah, not here. <laughs> I couldn't live in a dry county. I like my drinks too much. Uh, you know, I just feel like those people might be a little bit more upset than everybody else. <laughs> Hey, um, you know, they said that was the one thing that the sales went up on during this whole crisis was you had more people buying alcohol, whether it be wine, beer, or spirits, sales had gone up. And I'm like, it's, it's, especially when you had people where you couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, think my about... Works, my brother works in distribution for Powers. He does beer. Yeah. He's... He's not had, a, like, a day off since it started because alcohol is an essential service. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, think of the, how stressed people are and what do they, what do, they do to relax. Make yourself a drink. Pour yourself a glass of wine. Love it. And they're not, you can't go out to drink anymore, so people are probably, you know, you also have sales from the people that normally go out to drink, which I only do that usually, well, I'll, I'll get a beer, like, hockey games but other than that I'm more of a you know wine if I'm out eating or something like that but I don't go out to drink because no. it's too expensive Me yeah for $15 $20 for a cocktail or wine I'll just go and buy a whole bottle and drink it at home <laughs> exactly 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 I just of the wine not not the spirits because that would be a lot to drink <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you'll have to go over to Aldi and check out check out those those wines. I'm doing it, it's happening for sure. <laughs> for sure. So, can you think of any any big tips you have to give those who are gluten free? My number one tip always is don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, I'm pushy and obnoxious, so I'll ask a question no matter what. I don't care. But 
if you think that you're bothering someone because you're asking questions or you think that you have to go by what's written down in front of you, chances are you're, you're almost always wrong. You can always ask questions. You can always make changes. Unless, I think even on the dining plan now, you can make substitutions. And, well, the dining plan's canceled. Yes, it, it is. Um, but always feel like you can ask any question of a server or a chef or a manager or hostess. They're going to be really accommodating they're going to help you as much as they can and if they can't help you they'll point you to the next person who will be able to. um other than that i would say if you're a very limited eater like you only eat a couple things or if you have like a sensory issue and you can only eat a couple things or if you're just not an adventurous eater like we are you know getting outside your comfort zone is hard and especially when you're on vacation because you never know what's going to happen. Um, it doesn't hurt to bring your own snacks. Um, I always, I am a person, no matter where I go, I always travel with my own snacks. I always have like a to-go bag of like almonds or trail mix or cracker, gluten-free crackers. Like if you catch me on a real bad day when I've been like hangry, I could have like to-go hummus or guacamole in my purse. It's, depending on what the day is <laughs> that's who I am it's fine I've accepted it um going to the park with your own like you know that you like this certain type of cracker okay put some in the ziploc bring them with you just in case yeah somebody's offering you something that you know you don't like or you know you can't have and they don't have something to offer you that's something that you can have you know it doesn't hurt to be prepared um I was never a Girl Scout. I got kicked out of Girl Scouts for fighting. Um, but I will say that one thing that wrapped off on me <laughs> was always be prepared. Always, always keep your own health at the forefront of your mind. And don't sacrifice yourself just because of what's in front of you or what you think you should be doing or what the other people around you are eating. You know, take care of yourself, number one. Don't be afraid to ask questions and prepare that's great. I, I like the suggestion of always having some kind of snack with you just in case. I'm hangry, Kristen. You know this about me. I get hangry. <laughs> I like a fruit roll up sometimes, okay? I have them in my purse all the time. It happens. But, you know, every once in a while, maybe you're feeling like your blood sugar's low, but there's a line 17 people deep to get, you know, a gluten-free cookie. It can't hurt to have something. Oh, yeah. For sure. You know? Especially, you know, when you're on, you have dietary restrictions, it's always good to have a backup. And absolutely. And like, I have to stay extremely hydrated because of my medical, you know, issues. And so I always have, I always have at least one bottle of water with me. Like if I leave the house, even if I know I'm only going to the grocery store, I'll take like a bottle of water and probably like a can of flavored sparkling water just because I, I need, yeah. I need change. Um, so I, but I always keep that stuff with me. And when I go to Disney, I always carry multiple bottles of water because it gets expensive when you're buying bottles of water oh, yeah. at, you know, $3 a pop. And you don't always want to walk up and ask for a cup of water when the line, like you said, is 17 people deep. It's always yeah. good to just keep those things. Like if you have any kind of, you know, medical issue or whatever, and it requires food or drink, make sure you always keep a little something with you. That way, worst case scenario, you're, you're still prepared. You're still okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I definitely tend to be a worst case scenario person. So, you know, always water, always snacks, always three times the amount of ibuprofen I might actually just because. It's be always better to be prepared. Exactly. And then you're always the go-to person too when somebody needs something, you know, they don't have some, Mom but friend. do you have, do you have some ibuprofen? Do you have some Tylenol? Yep. Do you have band-aids? Got that for sure. Let me pull it out of my Mary Poppins bag. Hold this umbrella. <laughs> it's funny right because I, I carry a very, I carry one of the Duty and Burke uh, totes. Mine's the one yeah. with like Mickey and Minnie. Mm -hmm. And everybody's always like, why do you carry such a big purse? I'm like, because if you need something, I have it. Exactly. And somebody jokingly was like, do you have, and I don't remember what it was. And I was like, actually I do. <laughs> They're like, why do you have that? Well, somebody may need it. You know? yeah. 
him, why not? <laughs> why not? And I was not a Girl Scout either. I didn't want any, I never wanted to be a Girl Scout. I was like, that doesn't seem like fun to me. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. Everybody was doing it, but I'm not a team player, so it didn't work out. But I did You're the team captain, right? Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. But I did learn, always be prepared. My mother also taught me that. My mother, she carries a pharmacy around when she goes to school. My mom does too, which is probably yeah, why I travel with a bag filled with everything. Yeah, you gotta have it. You gotta have it. <laughs> well, I think we pretty much covered, we covered way more than just gluten-free today. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, Kat, how about you tell everybody where they can find you? You can find me on Instagram at catastrophe, C-A-T underscore A-S-T-R-O-P-H-E. Uh, for all of your Disney style snacks, what have you, aesthetics. Um, it's spooky season, y'all. September 1st <laughs> is yesterday. So if you're into spooky stuff, come find me. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love Halloween. So I'm, I'm excited that that's coming up. I started doing some DIY stuff so we'll see how it turns out but um guys if you enjoyed the show make sure you like subscribe click the notification bell so you know whenever we post new content and also you can check us out on anchor so you just go to anchorfm.com um there you can subscribe there's also um we're also on places like spotify apple podcast And if you want to help out the show, like our top fan, Lindsay, you can donate to us as well for monthly as little as 99 cents or as much as $9.99. And that helps us um, to put together a better show for you. We also have Amazon and links to the Disney store where you can do some shopping too. Um, Make sure you follow us on social media, Dining at Disney. And then if you are looking for something fun to watch on Sunday nights, check out the Disney list. Um, my husband, Aljon, and myself, we do a show live on Facebook, and that's on Sunday nights. And then you can also catch our friends, WDW Park Hoppers, Park Hopper John and Park Hopper Sid. They do a podcast that talks everything Walt Disney World. So you won't want to miss that. And if you're looking for some fun to have on Facebook, check out our friends, the Disney Dorks. We love those people. Um, And also check out Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone. And they do have a Discord as well that you can you can check out. So until next time, I'm Kristen. With me today was Kat. We hope you enjoyed the show and bon appetit. This podcast was not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings and is intended for entertainment purposes.